We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mobs interacted with them. If it was open, mobs would still see it as a solid block and they would walk right off the edge of whatever they were on, causing some pretty funny things to happen. Uh, this actually is the opposite end of the exact same problem we have to do with water. It seems unrelated, but consider how water in Minecraft can start flowing in a fence or a slab, but it can't flow through those things even when it clearly looks like it should. This is something called path dependency and it's what we're talking about on today's Deep in the Mine. This is the weekly podcast you can listen to on Spotify or here on YouTube and it's going to be a fun topic today because honestly path dependency is one of the fascinating topics that governs the real world but it also governs big things like Minecraft and if that doesn't sound true consider the two examples I just mentioned when Minecraft adds trapdoors to the game and then those trapdoors are used by many players to make all sorts of farms I even use it in my very own creeper farm even on my super flat world I have my entire mob uh, grinder dependent on the fact that I can get mobs to fall off their platforms and fall somewhere where they can be murdered. This is something every Minecraft player who's worked on some form of mob farm has done, and so that gives the developers of the game a really tough question when it comes to fixing this bug. And they can say, well, this is a problem, and, you know, like, when you're going to fix this, make it so that mobs can see that it's only like this. I mean, they should be able to use their vision and work out, I won't fall off the edge here. Uh, Or Minecraft can say, wow, I guess players like that, so we'll keep it how it is. The obvious best solution, that the best of both worlds, if you wanted to say it that way, would be that you could actually remove the existing solution and make a better one or make the existing, you know, and do something like that. Uh, but this is a very hard thing to do, which is why when 1.13 came out, there was a, basically, you know, they showed off multiple times over. Having water flow through things is what the update aquatic really means. Fixing the oceans is a great part of making oceans better. Um, obviously, having, uh, you know, better, you know, wildlife, there's dolphins and turtles and fish. All of that stuff is very important. We should all hopefully agree. However, fixing water mechanics is something that Minecraft went after and they spent a long time going for the model of having water that could flow through anything that wasn't a full block in, in, within reason at least. Uh, however they very quickly concluded that players would actually hate it if they did it in their finalized worlds. Why is this the case? Because obviously players would have put a fence somewhere to stop water they'd have put a slab somewhere to stop water and by retroactively changing the rules of the game you're going to ruin players existing worlds. This is one of the very few game design rules 
rules we've seen from Jeb's design book, he says you should never mess with existing players' worlds. The closest to a great example of it you can really see is that in 1.18, they lowered the height limit so that below your existing world, you'd find a whole layer of deep slate with new caves and stuff like that. But even this was seen, you know, even this is like the mildest thing you can do, but it's a huge controversy because if you had a big bedrock hole, uh, as I have, as uh, some realms that I've reviewed have have, your bedrock hole would become a deep slate hole. What is meant to be the bottom of your world stopped being the bottom, and quite a few players were upset with even this, even just this idea of expanding your world and making it double as high, uh, low down. People go, ooh, is that really so good? Um, you could even make the argument that height limit increases. Um, I had something at the very top of my Minecraft world. It's no longer at the top. I had to expand my sugarcane farm up. It was terrible, in big air quotes. I, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, honestly, there is this real struggle when it comes to path dependency of like when something becomes a established enough feature, can you fix it? The classic example that I can't go any further without mentioning is that on Bedrock, you cannot build above the Never because that's the intended design behavior. The Never has a cap, a ceiling for a reason, and you're not meant to go above it. But on the Java edition, uh, people have used it for so long to build all sorts of farms that what can you do about it? Can you say that only people with existing worlds can build above their Never? Do you say that only uh, existing builds above the Never work? What if you need to grab a block from up there? You can make all sorts of solutions, but all of them will have a flaw in them. So I'll go through all the co most common ones. What if you could turn on building above your Never? Well, it's a bug. You shouldn't be able to turn on a bug um, is an easy solution past that. Okay, so what if you made it so people with existing Nevers can have it, but no new worlds as of 1.20 or whatever onwards, well then people will want to come back to the existing versions to play it, and then also existing worlds would be more powerful and more interesting, they'd be different to uh, past worlds. Think about how much effort they put into parity between versions, you know, Minecraft Java should be the same as Minecraft Bedrock, and now imagine a world where you can't, you genuinely don't know uh, if what will work on a world, depending on what is in the settings. Oh yeah, I don't know if you can build above your never, when did you make the world, and what settings did you toggle when you you made it. So you can see very quickly that like, ah, oh, even fixing something very small is very hard. Fixing the trapdoor bug is a huge example. Fixing the other trapdoor bug, because, you know, water would theoretically flow past trapdoors, is also a hard example. And honestly, uh, you know, making water flow through fences is a really fun idea for a screenshot, but a very hard idea for actually making Minecraft better. So, um, yeah, path dependency is the uh, way to describe this. And the real world version of that is that in, uh, you know, some technological advancements we make, some progress that we make forwards in the world, limits what we can do in the future after that. So for example, um, when you build a, uh, you know, like when, 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 we, when we go through a lot of effort to build, uh, you know, roads across our country, any brand new thing that you want to build that is transport related has to use those roads because the infrastructure is already there. You can make some grand argument for like, wow, actually it's way more effective to use water instead of roads because roads have to be repaired all the time. Water is a, you know, like you just flow it along and it could come from rivers or something. Wow, that the you know waters are so, waters so much better. We just have to build this. But you know we're we're in a path dependent world where we spent uh, collectively as society trillions and trillions and trillions of collective money building these roads net road networks. So they already exist. So we're going to build things that work on them. Or uh, you know which is you know maybe uh, this is where a lot of like C 
city design dependency comes from too. But another example of path dependency would be rails. If we, when we first built rails everywhere across at least the UK, we, we built trains across the country long before there were roads across the country. Now you need to build things that fit on these existing rails. There was actually two competing rail standards and like it made it impossible for either of the networks to meet each other because having one better standard than both would work, but you want to do what you already have. And so in the case of Minecraft, you know, an easy example of that would be like, yeah, um, Minecraft is very path dependent on, uh, you know, like uh, lots of bugs which exist in the game that players kind of rely on. Minecraft is path dependent on having, uh, you know, like a an end boss that exists in the end. You can't say to people, oh, by the way, that end boss you killed in that separate dimension called the end that plays something called the end poem, that's not the end of the game anymore. We're taking it further out. It's hard to take something away from people. That That's actually not the worst of examples. I, I thought that would be like the biggest sacrilege thing. Um, but you, you, you know, for example, maybe then for, for a better one, you can't say that what if actually... Um, you know, crafting can be done from inside the inventory. If you do that, you're saying that everyone's crafting tables are worthless. And, uh, you know, like uh, if, if you make, uh, you know, like a brand new block that's for crafting, that'll make people feel a little bit of something else instead. All sorts of blocks and challenges and items and ideas in Minecraft um, exist around a certain thing. Minecraft can generally buff things very easily. They can make things more powerful, but making things weaker, making existing things not work because now they're not strong enough is a much harder proposition. Take, for example, uh, they actually, they made it much harder for mobs to spawn. Mobs no longer spawn at light level uh, 7. They spawn at light level 0. This is just making torches more powerful. Look at this. My torches are keeping my cave well lit. I haven't looked behind me for a creeper once uh, during this entire podcast. Uh, If you're listening to the audio-only version, uh, it's on YouTube, and I haven't looked behind me once. You can rest assured. Even though there's a dodgy-looking radiator, dodgy-looking radiator over there, uh, it's it's really, really old-looking. I I don't know if I like what I'm seeing. I should go check behind it for creepers. Except I don't have to worry about that because my torches keep me well. That was a very silly tangent. I apologize for that. But um, yeah, the idea that like when you build things in your world, you're also going down a, a little bit of path dependency. You're also, um, if you know, if you build a base and an enchantment table and an anvil, etc., you're making it so that it's so much harder to leave that base behind and go somewhere else. You're, if, if, if you find a amethyst geode above a mob spawner, and also you put your bamboo farm there because you're, you're doing, you know, you're excited for 1.20 stuff. But if you do all of that, and then it's like, well, I want my stuff to be over there, but I already built it here. Um, this is something I think we all run into all the time of like the sunk cost fallacy where you've already sunk, sunk a huge cost. You don't want to sink a whole another new cost into there, even though in reality you spend more time by your bamboo farm and the stuff already. It's just like, but I already built a base. I don't want to build another base. I spent the resources and the time. Um, everything you've done in the past, you could argue, doesn't matter in the future. But that's a much more philosophical question than the challenge at hand, which is how do you fix path dependency for Minecraft? How does Minecraft design around the issue of there are too many things in the game which are slightly broken or which players rely on which could be more interesting if we fix them. Strategy number one, in my opinion, is to go wild. Um, This is a bad idea. No one will ever sign off on it. And honestly, most Minecraft devs don't want to do it. Is you go, no, everything you build in your Minecraft world is subject to change. Next Minecraft update, we decide lava is melted cheese and we decide water is lava. Now you've got lava oceans in your world. 
deal with it. It makes the game more interesting for when you create a new world. Uh, it makes the game more interesting for new players who don't have any preconception of what the blue and the red liquid do. I think you probably would because... <laughs> but, you know, like, um, I, I think you could make a really uh, healthy argument that, like, actually... Every Minecraft update is a brand new game. You shouldn't expect to play the same world. I'm glad they don't make this argument. But you could just say, yeah, if you're water now, your farms are going to flow through themselves. I, uh, you, you, you can make all sorts of absolutely insane claims like this. Solution number two, in my opinion, is a little bit more well-rounded. Is to say, okay, everything that people rely on on their worlds, you know, you have the Jeb rule. Uh, we don't affect players' existing worlds. When we want to design new things... We design brand new mechanics that can replace existing ones for new players, but old existing players can still use those. So, for example, ladders are slow and painful, and uh, they replace them with water. And, you know, like, you can shoot up them by putting salt sand at the bottom. That's objectively better, and new players might do that all the time. But old players and beginner players, and, you know, they, they shrink the niche for existing things grow for other things. This ends up with a lot of duplicated style items in Minecraft. So that's the second idea. By the way, this video is brought to you by ibxtoycat.store. This podcast has been sponsored, uh, obviously, by myself. I, uh, it, it, you know, honestly, I feel like having a sponsor for a podcast. It's a cool, important thing. And today's sponsor is myself. If you don't sponsor yourself, who will? But um, yeah, that's an important message to send. You know what else is an important message to send? Uh, yeah, the fact that uh, this podcast will resume after these words from our... <laughs> no, I have to... Well, and so anyway, getting right back into the solutions here, uh, cleverly used a little sponsor, pretend sponsor segue, because I had to pick up some food right there. It's very late. It's been a, it's been a, been a big day today. If you don't know, this is uh, one of the things going up during my trip over to uh, Canada. And, uh, you know, January is a time a lot of people take off, like, just the entire thing. Uh, but I try, I try my best to, like, make sure there's some stuff going on. And that does require some long days sometime, like a Minecraft developer might have when trying to consider what else you can do, because you can just ignore the idea that there should be con continuity continuity in Minecraft. You can, you can ignore that idea. You could also uh, say that, like, okay, we're just going to keep shrinking existing items to create more interesting items in the future. Uh, the third option, funnily enough, in my opinion, is to just, uh, you know, kind of, I would say, find the balance in this and say... Well, you can make it so every existing world, you know, because this, this seems like a good solution to say that every existing item will function the way it did when you placed it. So, you know how you can have sand, which spawns in midair, and it works in midair just fine until you place any, you know, you do a block update around it. You could do the same thing with fences. If you want water not to flow through existing fences where it might ruin a crop farm, that fence works how it did until you place something around it. Um, if you want a crafting table to work the same way it did, even though there are no crafting tables anymore, you know, whatever dumb idea, it could work that way until it was block updated. That seems like also a good idea that like, oh yeah, ladders can, you know, like we, we make ladders faster, but your old ladders work slower until we mess around with them, or we make ladders, uh, you know, less powerful, but your old ladders work the same. But ultimately this creates the same problem as we were talking about before. If you create a Minecraft experience that is different by ways that the player can't comprehend, why is this fence different to this fence? Why did 
this fence change just because I put something on there? It's too complex of a solution. I think something a lot of players uh, forget about. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> I, you know, this is something everyone forgets in every world. But Minecraft is a game that is fundamentally mass market. And people who watch the game on YouTube are a very small percentage of the overall players. People who have looked up the game and done anything online are still quite a small percentage of overall players. And so how many players are going to know what waterlogging even is? Let alone why waterlogging is brand new and what it affects. Um, when something brand new comes to Minecraft, the truth is it's very, very hard uh, for anyone to work out what exactly uh, this even is. Most players will not have experienced now six, seven months after the wild update, uh, every one of those features. Mathematically, most people playing Minecraft have not faced the warden, and maybe even creative they have, but in survival, most players haven't found the ancient city or faced the warden. These are cool pieces of niche content, and so, for the sort of player who will never face the warden, how do you explain to them that their beautiful farm, where they kept the water in, uh, like that, stopped working. How do you explain to them why their mob farm isn't working? Even though trapdoors being like this is dumb, even though building on top of your never, uh, really, honestly, not building on top of your never is dumb, but even though building on top of your never is dumb, when the rule is you can't build up there, what can you do to these existing players besides ruin their time for the sake of making new players better off? And this is ultimately a fun trade-off that you're always dealing with, with any piece of media. Are the existing players more or less worthwhile than the new ones. Are the new, you know, like uh, when you make a brand new, you've seen like new Coke or new, uh, new recipe chocolate and it tastes awful. And it's like, yeah, they made this cheaper or maybe they make it better. Maybe they genuinely try to make the best recipe. Let's, let's not be cynical. They make this a better recipe chocolate, um, you know, like that more people objectively like. Do you know more people prefer, I think it's Pepsi, uh, Diet Pepsi, is, uh, I think it's Pepsi uh, that is preferred in taste test to Coke. So they make, you know, like if you're making a new soda, you'd go based on that. I think uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few sodas that have tried to be the best taste, like brand new, it's amazing for new customers. But ultimately, people like the Cokes and the Pepsis of the world because they are so brand aware of them. Like you see an ad that's like, ooh, look how tasty the Coke looks. You, you have all these memories of having drunk it already. The reason you like Minecraft is not because it's a perfect game as of today. I think it is a little... I think it's a great game. We should all love it for how it is today. You love Minecraft because of some nostalgic things that ties you into the past. And everything, whether you know it or not, everything they remove of that past is going to hurt you a little bit. Um, when I first started playing Minecraft, the first brand new update, it came out... 12 hours after I started playing, I had a marathon session that went on all night, and then they added beds in the morning, I guess. You can work out exactly which day I started playing Minecraft based on that. But they added uh, beds in the morning of the next day, and I was like, whoa, you can skip the night, that's awesome. But that was a brand new feature to me. Anything that has come since then is like, oh, this new thing. But to anyone who's, like, anything that came before those new beds was just always there. There were always skeletons and arrows and lapis lazuli and spider spawners. Man, I wish there weren't spider spawners. But all those things were already there, and they just made up one game called Minecraft. Anyone playing the game today is just playing Minecraft. And all these things you're super sentimental about. Um, I, I've spoken to so many people who I used to play Minecraft with in the console days, the early, you know, 2012, 2014, something like that. And they play Minecraft now, they're like, why can't I just mine for diamonds at Y13? They're genuinely annoyed. Like, I know how to mine diamonds. Why doesn't it work? <laughs> and that's such a backwards way to see things. 
really, right? Like, I know how to cook spaghetti. Um, why isn't it working even though I don't have spaghetti? And there's been a shortage of meatballs in, for the last 50 years. You know, imagine you live in a future where there's there's not very much spaghetti and there's there's the, the and meatballs have changed. You know, cooking's a bad example, but you know, uh, actually, that's a great example though. Like, you know, your grandmother, she's been cooking the same recipe, and sometimes it's really good, and sometimes you're like, man, you know, we've improved this, right? You know, we've worked out how to how to do this without all this effort. You can make a pizza. You just throw it in the oven, or you know, you call up the lovely man. Uh, Mr. Mr. Johns, I believe, is his name. Uh, you, you, you call up these. You might you might have that genuine opinion, right? Because everyone has a different vibe of how to do things. And so, if you play uh, the the things you love, the things that you know as Minecraft are different than the things everyone else knows as Minecraft. I still think of shulker boxes as being quite a new thing, but they've been in the game for years now, and so many people have just played Minecraft and like, yeah, one of the things in the late game is the shulker boxes. For you, uh, for me even, I'll, I'll speak for myself, as a as a player who's been playing for so long, everything they add to the link game is something brand new that I can then super focus on and do. But if anyone coming into the game fresh is going to be like, man, there's a lot going on there. And uh, yeah, so apart from this is like, when you add new content, what Mojang needs to work on is thinking about, yes, everything we add leads us down a path. Even just an emotional path, right? That You know, path dependency usually is talking about, yes, you build a train with a certain, you know, like a standard of electricity. Now you need to build that standard of electricity or it's going to be really expensive. You build highway, you know, if you build parking spaces that are always this wide, 2.4 meters, I think is the standard. Maybe I'm getting that number wrong. But that now you've got a maximum space that a car can fit in and a maximum space that cars can be designed around because they have to change the entire system to go back, right? Even if the ideal car length or width or whatever is 2.5 meters, you can't do it. Even if the ideal car width is thinner, having that much, you know, like uh, uh, there's, there's so many examples of like, yes, when you build for something and then everything is built around that thing, that is now the most optimal way to do things. And uh, uh, there are all sorts of weird examples in the real world. But in Minecraft, it's true too. Not only physically in terms of like things that exist. Um, but it's also true in terms of like the emotional path dependency. Minecraft has uh, a few distinct phases. But within those phases, everyone expects a vaguely similar feeling update. When a brand new update comes out, everyone knows what to expect. If you, if you get what I'm saying with that, like... Um, in a, if, if 1.21, if I went into a coma today and I wake up on the release date or the day before the release date of 1.21, I will give you a good guess at what is coming in that update. There is a brand new friendly mob in the overworld. Um, there is a brand new mob that we voted for at Minecraft Live. There is a, um, some, some area of the game is being focused on and updated. Maybe it's a biome, maybe it's a dimension, maybe it's like a an entire system of being enchanting or something like that. They've picked an area of focus, and that area is having a lot of love. Um, there are some brand new blocks for creative builders, and um, at the same time, uh, they've made some uh, <laughs> they've made some weird decisions. And there's been a controversy. You know, we could go down that, but you know, you you have a feel for what an update is. Uh, you have a feel for what one should be, and that's really cool for what you expect. But it's also a problem if like. Well, we don't want to up... We think every biome now is actually pretty good. There are some... You know, the birch forest needs an update, but is it the most important thing? Who knows? Maybe maybe not in your opinion. And so uh, what is important in the mojo... What might be important is like, you know, we need to fix this architecture under which 
the potion system works, or all of these systems. Like, right now there's lots of different quest lines almost in Minecraft, and all of them lead you very little. Like, uh, enchanting is done very quickly. Uh, brewing is done quite quickly, ultimately. Um, so they could have, like, a systems update. But updating the systems isn't sexy and exciting. So they'd either have to misleadingly title it. It's the enchanting update, even though really they're looking at all these different systems of, like, oh, well, what about food and farming and this and that? Uh, like, trying to fix as many different, like, underlying mechanics and making them as interesting and linked into each other as possible. Um, that would be harder for them. 1.20 is going for, you know, this sounds like a hypothetical, but 1.20 is going for precisely that. I don't think Mojang, if Mojang is sure what they're doing, they are playing it very close to their chest. They are working out this update as they go, and people are like, but where's my passive mob? I mean, I guess the camel kind of kind, kind of counts as that. Uh, people might say like, well, where's my this? Where's my that? Where's my... And so they have to play to these expectations or people say it's a bad update even though they might really love hanging signs i love hanging signs let's not let's not ever no no one ever make fun of the hanging signs i do not allow it um and so yeah we 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 run into a situation where minecraft has this path dependency not only physically in terms of what they add in the game but also in terms of what players expect and i think we all have this in our own life somewhere you know i i've kind of made these analogies here and there but there are lots of, you know, in, in the same way that me becoming an astronaut tomorrow is near impossible, um, whereas me being a Minecraft YouTuber tomorrow is much easier. I've gone down the path that means that some, you know, few hundred, hopefully thousand, uh, if we're lucky, people will care about what I have to say. Um, like, uh, you know, having anyone who is there to listen about these things and is willing to give what we do a chance here is something I really, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I have that you would not have if you're an astronaut. And if you're an astronaut, you have those years of actual scientific research. Do you know, by the way, just as a fun aside, you know, this is important to talk about. The reason astronauts have to be scientists, besides, like, all the all the fun reasons you'd expect, uh, is because they're going to, like, brand new places. So, like, they need to be able to know what to, like, look for. If you send me to the moon, I'm like, this rock is dusty. The rocks on the moon? Dusty AF, man. And it's like, we didn't spend... 60 billion dollars so that you could tell us it's dusty up there but it really is dusty man also there's no flag here is that an intentional <laughs> there's probably i i heard the flag has gone white on the moon which means now the french own it right can i make that joke in a podcast i'm gonna stick with it anyway so anyway um yeah we will have a path dependency somewhere in our life something you're doing in your life right now has been fixed in place by previous you and it's really hard to back all the way out that path and into a new one. Uh, again, classic example would be rail and road. If you have rails already, really hard to get roads. You'd have to, like, pave over them. If you have roads already, really hard to, like, get trains. Where will they go? Like, in the middle of the road? On the sides of the road? Do you want a brand new set of trains for that? You know, rails, I should say. Um, and uh, the Minecraft example is when they have a game where a lot of players see it as very heavily farming-dependent, and a lot of players see it as a game where you load in, you get a new world, you get to a certain point, and then you quit out. Should they be building around that? Or should they be building the game that they want to build? Because a lot of people will love any brand new design. You know, if you look at Minecraft Legends, that's a game they want to build. It's going to be really popular with some sections of the Minecraft community. Not so popular of other others. Should they apply the same logic to Minecraft? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably not. But, you know, this is the question. This is why it's so interesting. And this is why I'm saying thank you very much for watching. I hope you've enjoyed 
the Deep in the Mine uh, podcast. My food that arrived earlier, honestly. Very hungry for it. Got a battered sausage and chips. Everyone says fish and chips is the thing of the UK. And, you know, you can eat your, your, you, you can eat your fish all you like. But a battered sausage is the way to do it. It's a battered vegan sausage and chips because it's January. Ooh, how how you feel about that? Let me know in the comments or let me know in your heart. Uh, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Deep in the Mind because I'll see you in the next one. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my trip in Canada or I've died and this is the last video I'll upload. So let's hope it's the first and not the second. Thank you because I'll see you next time. Next week. Or maybe it's like most weeks, this podcast, like every other week, bi-weekly. Does bi-weekly mean twice a week or every two weeks? This is something we need to work out as a society. But for now, I'll see you next time. Bye. Weekly podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.